Shalom Aleichem, everybody. Boker Tov, good morning. Chodesh Tov. Uh, it is the new month of Sivan on the Jewish calendar, and us Jews, we should be owning our Jewish calendar and be really thinking about it. And I don't always do that, and I should do it more. So that's definitely something for me and everyone to internalize. Welcome to another Pulse of Israel Torah Talk with from Shlomo Katz. How are you doing, Rabbi Shlomo? Good, great. Shavua Tov Chodesh Tov. Shavua Tov Chodesh Tov. Welcome birthday? home. Thank you. What's your birthday? Kav Chet. Ah, okay, so... so. You're getting there. I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> I didn't grow up with my Hebrew birthday till I was about, I don't know, 17, 18. It took me a while. Really? Well, you know what we do in our family? We sell, I'm, I'm a big believer, like, take any advantage in life to celebrate. Of course. So we, we celebrate every English birthday and every Hebrew birthday. Of course. You know, it's a double celebration. Of course, 100%. But but yeah, we, we we Jews and we Jewish people have to have to own our. We don't understand how much of our lives and our culture is connected to our calendar because we're so disconnected. Yeah, we're not connected enough to it. Let's no. put it that way. So listen, I wanted to talk to you this morning about something that you brought up in your Friday night sermon in uh, in Shul and synagogue, and you brought up the issue of we wanted to we we, we want to be a unified people and have that that feeling of unity as much as possible and we want to stay away from division right the, the, once upon a time it was much easier yeah it was much easier to uh, the, but to, to, today, right. it's like every issue is blown up into being a divisive right. issue. Like right now, you're causing machlokes. Like right, <laughs> by even saying that, right? Or by, by publishing this, or anything anyone does is correct. Yeah, correct. I mean, and just taking things to, to the here and now in Israel and 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 and, and our daily and every single issue of politics is blown up by the media correct. in such a way that becomes so divisive, and people are not talking about the issues. I mean, I, again, I'm just going to bring this so people understand. We just had an issue, a political decision regarding um, municipality taxes. Now, honestly, I don't know whether I'm for or against it. I don't know enough about it. But the media were pumping out messages of hatred against the religious because of municipal taxes that anyone who really understands this issue, and I did a deep dive, it has nothing to do with religious Nothing. people, religious communities, Nothing. but that's where a certain political camp took it and the media took it, and all of a sudden talking about municipal taxes became a divisive issue. And and if you don't side on the side of, oh, well, this is really not equal and it's, and it, 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 it's giving more benefits to the religious, but how can you say such a thing? You must be anti-religious. And it's like, guys... Can we just talk about the issues? So something so small and so mundane as municipal taxes is being turned into being divisive, then obviously when you talk about Israel and our Arab Muslim enemies, nowadays you can't say boys can be girls with and or saying no that's not right without being divisive. It's like you're not being inclusive. How can you not be how can you not be uh, sympathetic? towards people's feelings, and, and people are going to be offended. How are we supposed to navigate trying to avoid division where you have no clue what you can say or can't say that'll trigger someone and all of a sudden create division? And on the other hand, you want to protect yourself, you want to protect your values, your children. When is it possible to raise your voice? When, you, when certain issues are brought up, even though you know right. it's going to bring up division. So this is something big, I deal it's with. A big, I mean, it's a very big question. I want to address it with some context. Please. 
I want to give context to, to the, what you quoted from Friday night. It's that we are witnessing the return of God's divine glory to the Jewish people in the heart of, in the land of Israel in ways that we, never, we, didn't, we haven't seen yeah. since the Second Temple. And the question is, why don't we feel it as much as, uh, as we know it to be true? Then why don't we see it? Then why don't we feel it? And the answer that one of the Hasidic masters gave his son is because, well, if, it's, if you're standing straight but your head is tilting down, you don't see anything. And the whole teaching was, if I stand straight and I lift up my head, right, then I can see what's in front of me. And what keeps me from lifting my head is machloket, is inner division and fighting and, and that type of pulling people away from the, the secret, secret of oneness. But the question you're asking is, so how, how am I supposed to, how could I actually live like that when it seems that it's inevitable? In a sense. It seems like it's inevitable. I'm going to give you an answer you're going to hate and that you're going to love. <laughs> Okay. But you love that anyway, so yeah. that's the complexity of life. How do I know? It's a great question. Like how could I know how could I ever respond? How could I talk about anything? How could I say anything? It's amazing. I don't think there's ever been a period of time that you could actually wake up, you could type the words I love you world on any social media you'll be attacked. and you'll be attacked. Right. How could you love while you're doing that? Like it's crazy. So I think the test is if you know that you actually really do love the world for real, then no one's comments do anything to you because you're really certain that you're coming from a place of love. So in order to actually respond to anything in like the, of the issues that you spoke about before, I, there's never been more of a time where I have to make sure that I, my, my opinions that I'm voicing is really because I love. It's only coming out of love. How it's portrayed by someone else, I'm not responsible for how they choose to portray my words, but I'm certain that if I know that I'm responsible for, the, for, for where my opinion is coming from, and I am saying it must only be coming from real love. And if it's, I'm not sure that what I'm saying is coming from love, but more out of disgust, I, have to, I can't say anything. Only if I'm sure that what I'm saying and what I feel is really coming out of love, and I'm sure about it, I have to trust that that, that piece of love will be heard in the ears of the receiver. But if I'm not certain that what my opinion is is more out of love as opposed to out of disgust or hate, maybe I shouldn't say anything, which is the hardest thing in the world. And that's why you see the world of social media is either a playground for the darkest, darkest, darkest hatred in the world, or at certain times it could become a place of, wow, someone hears the love that I have in my statements because... I put tefillah in it. I put I put I put prayer in it, and it's heard and it's and it's and it's passed on. Listen, haters are going to hate. We know that already. The question is, are lovers going to love? And that's on me, and it's on you. It's on anyone that wants to be uh, be able to function in this world and share share their thoughts. They get the the frustrating thing is, and I'm talking from personal experience because it happens a lot, where. I voice my opinion about whatever issue, X issue. Let's say in terms of Israel. I all, 
it's always from a place of love. It's always also trying to give people a per the deeper perspective. Guys, this is what we see. This is what's really going on. And what's really going on is we're, we're one people, like in terms of the context of, of the divisive issues, if we're one people, we're going to get through this. this. This is what's going on. This is what's being divisive. And, then, and, and it's always hurtful when all of a sudden people are coming, Avi, you're being divisive. Avi, that's horrible. I'm like, I'm not, what did I say that's horrible? Please tell me. Please tell me. Tell me exactly how I was divisive. I'm just trying to, to, to put, and most of the time, they don't even follow up. They, they, they just disappear. But they have to get in and tell me, again, whether it's public or even private. It's like. Yeah, but it's not about them. But it's, it's not about, you. about It's about them. me. It's about, it's, right. about, it's not about them. Right. But then you're doubting. Like, wait a second. Am I not supposed... I'm trying to help people, trying to save people, trying, trying to come with as positive as possible. And again, sometimes I could be... I could, um, yeah. You and I might be my mistake. Yeah. Maybe the way I said something, I, I could have or should have done it differently, but I didn't. But then to get those, to, to get those comments when I'm trying to fight the divisiveness, right. and you can't ignore... It's funny because, like, you, you, you in order to help people understand, you have to point out this is what's going on. So, okay, we're being divided because X, Y, or Z, but to fight that divisiveness, it's it's just so it's just so hurtful. Like, wait a second, how do we get out of this? How do we? Oh, am I just supposed to not talk about this? Right. Um, again, that's the confusing. But again, what is it that you shouldn't be talking about? Almost anything that's not coming from a place of love. If something is coming from a place of love, the Torah would probably tell you not only uh, is it okay to, but you should. Let's put it like this. There's all these laws and the laws of Lashon Har about when you are allowed to share some, something not nice about someone, where it's basically when in the world of business, if you know of someone to be a scam artist, and you have a, a person that's friend of yours that's asking, do you know about this person? You have an obligation to prevent a, the catastrophe of happening. That's out of love, because you love the person. It's not about, you love, the, you love your friend that may get into a bad business deal. Also with the world of shiduchim, of uh, matchmaking, that if you know that there's some kind of nasty business going on here, you have to share that information. But most of the time, we don't really have to share bad things. Or, or things that made people would say is Lashon Hara. The questions are not about Lashon Hara. Those are e easy things to say is, are evil. The question is, even the good stuff that I share, people sometimes say it's Lashon Hara. That's the, that's the tefillah we need, saying, Hashem, if I'm really speaking in your name, right, then Aleph, it has to sound with love. It has to be with sweetness. And I have to trust that it's really coming from a place because I sincerely care about the person. But I have to go through that process before I type or before I post. It's hard. Right. But it's so worthwhile. Because then your words reach the hearts of people. Right. I have to go through this every single time I give a shear. Right. And if I'm not working on this, or before I perform a concert, if I'm not working on it, like I was just in the States, and I was thinking to myself, I could either present myself, go up and share my words that I know to be truth, and not feel the love for the crowd, because I, I'm sure I love them. Or I have to really think about how much I really actually love them, and then the words will sound different. And if I don't feel like I really love them, then keep, keep your mouth closed as much as possible. Right. Are, you, are you regretting asking this question? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Listen, 
I mean, the, 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 biggest, the biggest takeaway, I think, what you're saying, not just for me, that everyone should really be internalizing, which is something we're all supposed to know, is think. Think before you speak. Think about or, or what? Or think right. before, you, before you write. Well, I would say daven before you, you think. I would say pray before you speak. Pray before you write. Prayer connects us to a place of, of, of ahava. So pray before something comes out. That definitely. Right. Yeah, not, not a simple thing, but so worthwhile because then what ends up coming out will be the real you and it will reach people so much deeper. Right. I mean, listen, I'd like to say, yes, I try that, but obviously I don't try uh, everyone has enough. to try. Everyone, everyone has to try this. I have to talking to myself every single day. Of course. This is, this is a beautiful, beautiful... If, if we actually started to integrate this, all of us, into the way like we converse and integrate and engage with the world, I have a feeling that the world will be much less hostile. So much more loving. Um, and I, and I want to go back to what you said, because I think it is so key. Because you said we should pray before we speak. Not just think, but pray before we speak. And that is so deep, because again, most people, when they think about prayer, okay, you go to the synagogue, or if you're not Jewish, you go to whatever, prayer mm-hmm. space. Yeah. And that's prayer, right? And you're talking to God. Or you know what? If you're really even deeper about prayer, then even if you're walking around during the day, you'll, you'll, you'll say a prayer. Or if you need something, you'll say a prayer. But no, 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 no. The prayer is that much deeper. The prayer is that every moment of your life, before you... Before anything, just just pray for the assistance to do that thing as best as possible. And that just isn't about doing that thing as best as possible. That's about you being as connected as possible uh-huh. to your true self, uh-huh. which is really your connection to, uh-huh. to the one above. And that's that that's that's the depth. That's that's the, the depth. Depths. Uh, different world. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. All right, that's, that's what I wanted to So we're davening right now. We're davening right now. These words that we're, we're sharing, please, Hashem, let it, let, it, let it reach our hearts first. Let it really be something that really is reaching you know, in our hearts. And please let it reach all those neshamas that need to hear it as well. And not just press click and post, but escort it with the tefillah. Amen. And now since um, we are past the yeah, time of Lagba Omer, and we're almost approaching the holiday of Shavuot, the celebration of the Torah. We can go back to uh, yeah. music with with the instruments. Shavuot Tov Chodesh Tov should be a good day, a good week, a good month, a healthy one for one and all. This Pulse of Israel Torah Talk was for a full, speedy recovery for Dvorah Bat Nisa Etel. Thank you everyone for joining for another episode of Pulse of Israel here in our eternal and ancestral home in the land of Israel, in our eternal, beautiful, biblical Judean hills. Thanks for watching everyone. Shalom. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.